Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, journeyman, five teams, seven years. You see all the helmets and game balls behind me. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Now I got a bunch of media gigs and a bunch of podcasts. And I must say, this has quickly become my favorite podcast because it is so fun watching the games, knowing I have a little skin in the game for you guys, the great listeners of the Even Money Podcast. Please check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL across the board. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, but I will tell you the star of this show, his name is Steve Fezzik. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional Football gambling, the super contest at the Westgate Casino. His name is Steve Fezzik. Check him out on Twitter at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports. Steve, it's week 10 already, my friend. And it's week 11, right? We just finished week 10. Um, oh my gosh. Oh my. Yes. Week 11 in the end. Wow. Week 11. You're right. The uh, I, I have to tell you, it's all blur by the time that Thanksgiving approaches. And speaking for professional betters, the holidays are a nightmare because you're just a zombie by the time Thanksgiving through the uh, Christmas comes around. And then sometime mid-January, normally when you'd be recovering, you're doing the football playoffs along with basketball. You don't really get a break until the end of March. So here's what we do on the show. Most of you are familiar, but we're getting new listeners every week, which is awesome. The show's about 30 minutes, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little bit more. We go over our bets from the week before so that you guys can keep us honest and we can make sure everyone gets to know exactly how we fared the week before, lessons we learned, maybe lessons we didn't. Then we make all of our picks for week 11 in the NFL, all of which courtesy, of course, of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That is where we get our spread. So let's dive 
into week 10 last week. And uh, we started out Thursday night, Steve. Colts, Titans, neither one of us had a bet there. Obviously, the Colts took care of business. Washington, Detroit. I had two units on Washington getting the four points. Like I suspected, Steve, Alex Smith and the boys came through for me. And the Lions found a way. Look, they won the game. But the Lions once again gave up a big lead, which worked very much into my favor. Two units for me with the Washington football team. I just researched Patricia under the Lions. It's three years now. The Lions in the first half, they play their opponents evenly. They're like a 500 team. In the second half, the Lions play like a 4-12 and team, getting outscored on average by four points per game. You want no part of the Lions in the second half, no adjustments at halftime. Interesting. I like it, Steve. You're always on top of it. All right, I should I should mention, by the way, for that Colts-Titans game, you had the Colts in two different teaser legs. One, uh, you teased them up to plus eight. One with the Ravens at minus one and a half. One with the Chargers at plus eight and a half. Chargers came through for you. Colts came through for you. The Ravens did not. I got hurt by that as well. We will get to that a little bit later. Steve, we got to talk about the Texans and the Browns. I took the Texans getting three and a half points. Watching that Nick Chubb run. Steve, that was unbelievable. I mean, I talked about it earlier in the week on the Ross Tucker football podcast. He There's like a minute left. He breaks into the clear. When all they're trying to do is run the clock out, I'm thinking, oh, no. You've got to be kidding me. I, I thought it's a loss. When he ran out of bounds at the one, that was one of the best feelings, Steve, I've had in a long time. Yeah, and think about the implications, people losing the week in their fantasy contests, um, people uh, having bets on Chubb year-long for how many touchdowns he has, et cetera, the, the grand salami bets on total points scored in the NFL. I mean, across the board, it has implications but very much the correct thing to do. And frankly, 30 years from now, this is going to become routine in terms of teams and end game strategy and when to score and when not to score. That's really interesting. Why do you say that? Well, I think we were so backwards 20 years ago that uh, teams would never think about letting the opponent actually score. You know, the first time I saw it, I'm still convinced in the Super Bowl that the Green Bay-Denver uh, Super Bowl, that Green Bay just let Denver score and take the lead by seven. And that's really the first time that I even saw an NFL team think about, hey, you know, I'm better off just getting my offense back on the field. Uh, so anyway, Texans, that was one more unit for me. So I was up three uh, in the early going there. Then we've got, uh, and you did not have a bet on that one. Then we have... Jags, Packers, uh, we both leaned Packers. Man, I'm glad that's all we did was lean it because they barely won the game and certainly didn't cover the 13 and a half. Then Eagles, Giants. You put two units on the Eagles. I leaned Giants. If it was three and a half, I would have gone Giants. Obviously, I wish I would have. They won the game outright by 10. And it was no fluke. There was no turnovers by Wentz. They were just the better team, Steve. No doubt about it. You know, I'm shocked that Peterson 
and the analytics team's getting crushed for going for two down four. And no one seems to understand that it's the right thing to do. The best evidence I can give, I can give everyone why it's correct. It didn't matter in this game because you got completely outplayed. Imagine a scenario where you're just going to get that score, you're down four, and then you get one more drive at the end of the game. Well, if you kick the extra point, you're down three, and let's say there's 30 seconds left, I've got the ball on your 30, all right? Who's winning? I don't know. You know, it's really tough because I don't know whether to take any risks or just head to overtime and kick the long field goal where I'm an underdog to make it. But imagine two alternative scenarios where I went for two before. Well, if I'm up two points, I win. I'm going to kick the game-winning field goal. And if I'm down four, you don't win. You're still in trouble because now I can go balls to the wall trying to score. You take those two situations, and I'm an overall favorite over you to win the game. If you merge it into me just being down three, I'm not. And that's why he's correct to go for two. I'm, I'm not sure I followed that. I mean, I, I'm you're so you're saying you're playing out both the down two and down four situations. When you combine those two, you have better odds to win than if you are in the down three situation. Correct. Yes. Succinctly put, Ross. Thank you. Got it. Okay. I think I can buy that maybe because you're down four. You make sure you have to get the touchdown. You're down two. You kick a field goal. You win. You're down three. You probably settle for a field goal, go to overtime where it's 50-50 there. Interesting. All right. Um, so you had two units on the uh, Eagles did not work. Bucks Panthers. Boy, this was a best bet. Panthers got off to a great start. Bridgewater was playing awesome, Steve. But as I suspected, and that's why I only put one unit on it, the Tom Brady – FU factor was real and it was spectacular. The Bucks didn't punt once. They obliterated the Panthers 46-23. Yeah, and playing against a team, a good team that just got crushed, probably not a good idea. And I did it because my power rating said Carolina, but the situational spot, like you said, Brady, very upset. And um, Tampa Bay was the right side. All right, Broncos Raiders was another best bet for us. We liked the over 52, and uh, th that was the line on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is the only sportsbook app we use because it's the best sportsbook app. And unbelievable here, Steve. I, I mean, Locke throws four interceptions. The Raiders dropped about a million balls. Aguilar, Waller, um, Ruggs. Locke scores a touchdown. The end of the first half, runs in for a touchdown, calls back on a hold. Then he throws an interception. So he don't even get the field goal there, which would have at least given us a push. I still, I mean, the Raiders held up their end of the bargain, 37 points. The Broncos scored 12 points. I'm still ticked off about that one. You we both lose two units on the over 52 Raiders-Broncos. Yeah, and the Raiders are a dead nut over team. They can't stop anyone, and they can score. Just didn't work out in this game. Bills, Cardinals, uh, we had nothing. You leaned Cardinals, which it would have ended up being a push because it was minus two on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Chargers, Dolphins, I put one unit on the Dolphins. That came through. They won by eight. They were laying two and a half points. 
on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You didn't have anything there. Boy, we both leaned Bengals in the Bengals-Steelers game. I'm glad that's all it was, was a lean. Rams-Seahawks. You have been higher on the Rams than other people. They were laying two points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You put two units on it, and it came through for you, Steve. Yeah, and the Rams are a team that's already had four trips to the East Coast, so they've carried heavy travel fatigue all year long, finally got their bye, finally got to play an opponent that had their own fatigue, Seattle third road game in four weeks, and I really think that that was the difference. Niners, Saints, we both leaned to the Saints. That was the right side to be on. They won 27-13. Ravens, Patriots, killed one of your teasers, killed one of my teasers. I got two units on the Bills and Seahawks. Bills plus eight, Seahawks plus eight. We teased both of those from plus two to plus eight, or at least I did. That came through for two units. Unfortunately, I had the Ravens minus one and a half, Bears plus nine. The Bears got it done, but the Ravens, oh, the Ravens. Sunday night, Steve, losing 23-17 to the Patriots. They 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 screwed both of us, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know if that was more disappointing for the Ravens or kind of impressive by the Patriots, the way they pounded the football. What stands out to me is how the Patriots and Belichick can handle unusual circumstances and special situations. So it's kind of a monsoon in the second half. And Cam, after the game, said, no biggie. We practice all the time with the wet balls. We're prepared. And contrast that with Baltimore. Not one, but two snaps from center. Ross, you played center some, right? Yes, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you, um, how many times did you like send the ball scuffling back behind the uh, quarterback in your career? One time. It well, was uh, 2004 for the Buffalo Bills against the Jets. And right before I snapped it, the nose tackle, right as I was about to snap it, the nose tackle got a great jump. And so what you what you instinctively do, Steve, is when the guy jumps, you need to get ready to block him. So you drop your butt. You know, you, you drop to get ready to block him. So as I started to drop my butt, as I was snapping it, it hit my left butt cheek and just uh, trickled back. Bledsoe had to jump on it. That was a bad feeling coming off the sideline. Uh, I think the D coordinator said something to me. The Meadowlands, 80,000 people, and I hit my butt with the football. Not one of my finest moments of my life, that's for sure. Well, Baltimore did that not once but twice last night in the second half. And ultimately, that um, shows a team, in my opinion, that just wasn't prepared for the conditions. Okay. Um, for the week, uh, we were. I was up one unit. Uh, you were down four units. For the year, I am up 15 units. You are up two units. Our best bets. Ooh. Uh, we had... Two losses on our best bets. Did we not have? Yeah, neither one of the teasers were best bets. So we 0 for 2 on our best bets. Makes us 16 and 13 on the year. We're still 55%, but that hurts. I love our best bets. I take them seriously. All of that, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's dive into week 11. Let's kick some butt. 
Uh, before we do, though, I will mention that uh, for I mentioned this last week. I know a lot of people, former players, others that are really into CBD. Um, and I know some of them that they just prefer smokable CBD. Cushy Dreams offers a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. I know some NFL guys. Certainly, I know some of my college teammates. They specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flower, a.k.a. bud, in cans and pre-roll CBD joints. So there's lots of different options. It looks like high-quality marijuana, feels like it, tastes like it, obviously, without the the THC. Go to CushyDreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y, Get some high-quality CBD bud at checkout. Use promo code EVENMONEY for 20% off every order. First, second, third. Listen, there's a lot of different ways you can get CBD. I know people that prefer to smoke it, so smoke your CBD. K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com. All right, guys, let's start off week 11, Thursday night football, Ross, the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Two teams, by the way, in your, what, top 10 of your power rankings? Uh, Anyway, uh, Seattle, three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 57-and-a-half. All these lines, of course, courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right. I'm not exactly sure why Seattle is laying three-and-a-half points here. And I don't really care about the Hail Mary at the end either way. I just don't think Seattle's playing very well right now. I think Kyler Murray is playing very well. Um, and so I, I like Arizona getting the three and a half points more than a field goal. I think this is kind of a toss-up game. Two units, Arizona Cardinals getting the three and a half. Going to pass the game. My power ratings only make the game three. So there is value with Arizona. You know, Pete Carroll – his post-game conference, very upset talking about all the turnovers, how they got to correct it, and going back to we already discussed, when I've got a good team that has disappointed, that's not a team I typically want to bet against, especially on a Thursday night game where the home team typically has a bigger edge. I'm going to pass. Steve, the first game we're going to talk about for Sunday, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns favored also by three and a half points. This one, though, the total is at 46 and a half. So my power rating line is three on this game, which would have me leaning to the Eagles. But I got to tell you, I really think these weather conditions in Cleveland, by the way, if you're looking for a place to live, probably Cleveland, maybe not, goes to the top of the list during the wintertime. This is the third straight game, mistake on the lake, that it looks like we're going to have weather conditions for Cleveland. So for a running team that just got chubbed back, that should absolutely benefit the Browns. One, because they run the ball, and two, because they've got to be used to these conditions by now. So I'm going to go ahead and pass this game. You know, uh, I'm going to pass the game as well. Well, do you have a lean, Steve? Remember, we're doing the, uh, for our listeners, if we can, we're doing the lean. So would you still, if you had to lean, would you lean Philadelphia? I'll, I'll lean Cleveland because of the weather. Got it. I, I would lean Philadelphia because it's three and a half. Uh, they were embarrassed by the Giants. That was a terrible performance. This is the type of game they bounce back from and play much better. So I would lean Philadelphia. It's just hard to take them 
after what I saw the other week and to have faith that they'll come back, um, especially the way Cleveland was able to run the football and the way the Giants, frankly, ran the football. So it's just a lean for me, Philadelphia getting the three and a half. Ross, the New Orleans Saints minus Drew Brees. They're still laying four and a half points at home against the Atlanta Falcons with a total of 51. Not quite sure what to expect from either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, but whoever it is, I don't think they're going to be as good as Drew Brees. I think there's a chance they turn it over. And Atlanta's played very well under Raheem Morris. I like getting – I know the Saints defense has been better, but I like getting the four-and-a-half points with Atlanta in this one. Two units on the Atlanta Falcons getting the four-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is getting disrespected here. I've got him as a top five quarterback, and now you're going to a very good backup quarterback. The look-ahead line was seven, and now the line's four-and-a-half to five. Not enough of an adjustment like the Falcons' two units best bet. The best bet. Next game, Steve, the Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. And I'm showing here the Panthers laying one and a half points, but no total on the board. Yeah, so questions about Teddy Bridgewater, questions about Stafford off the board in many places. I'm going to give you two leans in this game. I spoke about the Lions being so much better in the first half. I'm going to lean Lions first half. I'm going to lean Carolina second half if you're going to bet this. I I will pass the side. Yeah, I you know what I, I would lean. Man, it depends a lot on Bridgewater's status. I, I guess I'll lean Detroit because it sounds like Stafford's going to play. I don't know about Bridgewater, so I would lean Detroit just based on that. But this is a game. Let's be honest; you can't bet this one until you know the status of the quarterbacks. Moving on, New England at Houston, Ross and the Patriots are laying two and a half points on the road in Houston, total 47 and a half. Very impressed by the Patriots the other night. Uh, it feels like two games in a row where they played pretty well now. Um, I know they didn't play great against the Jets. Texans are okay, but I feel like the Patriots are in a little bit of a groove now. So I'm going to lay the two and a half points. I think the Patriots win by a field goal or more. I think the Patriots run the ball down the Texans' throats like the Browns just did and like they just did to the Ravens. Two units, Patriots laying two and a half. Going to play a teaser here. I'm going to take the Texans up to the eight and a half, and I need to tease them with someone. Well, the Jets, there's talk they're not going to win a game all year long, and if that's the case, they're not going to beat the Chargers, and I'll take the Chargers down to minus two and a half for my second leg for two units. Steve, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Steelers laying 10 points on the road, total 47 and a half. You know, I am shocked that this line is so small. Uh, no home field advantage for Jacksonville, and you've got second best team in the NFL against the second worst team in the NFL. So I hate laying 10 on the road, but that's, that's the side I'm going to go ahead and lean to. And note on the Jacksonville Jaguars, two touchdowns. Obviously, the punt return touchdown. The other drive was 16 yards. So don't think that Luton and company suddenly um, had a good offensive performance against Green Bay, lean Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going to put a unit on Pittsburgh laying the nine and a half. I I think they're just on a roll right now. 
I'm with you on Jacksonville being very fortunate with those special teams plays. I don't envision that happening. I think the Steelers' defense gets all over Luton. Jags' defense is pretty terrible. I'll lay the nine and a half with the Steelers. I don't like to do that very often either. One unit. Ross, the Washington football team laying one and a half at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. 46 and a half the total. Well, I think Washington's very close to winning a game. I I just think the Bengals are going to bounce back and play better than they did against Pittsburgh. Uh, That was very surprising, very poor coming off of a bye. But Washington's obviously not Pittsburgh. I am teasing the Bengals up from one and a half to seven and a half. So I'm teasing the Bengals up one and a half to seven and a half. And I'm pairing them with Green Bay, who's getting two and a half from the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to tease Green Bay up to plus eight and a half. So Bengals plus one and a half up to seven and a half. Packers plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. Two unit, two team teaser. You know, you talked me into it. I like that teaser. It's basic strategy through the key numbers. We'll go two units on that teaser as well. The best bet. Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens laying six and a half in this one are total 49. And that's you, Steve. I, I guess it's my turn. One thing I want to clarify when I just said I'll, I'll do the teaser. I need I need to, um, yeah, that's had a little short circuit. We're good with that teaser. You know, Baltimore, I want to bet against Tennessee because Tennessee is a complete fraud. They started the year 5-0 and against bad teams, losing teams. Four of those games could have gone either way. They're plus three in turnovers against the Steelers. They still lose that game. Game after game, Tennessee has gotten breaks, and that's why the record is as good as it is. But I tell you, that Baltimore team, there's something just not right with them. I saw lots of injuries in their last game against New England. I haven't fully researched how many guys are actually going to be out. So I'll just lean to Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to put one unit on the Titans. They've had extra time for this one, whereas the Ravens played Sunday night. The Titans were embarrassed last time out. Um, six and a half is a lot. Something's wrong with the Baltimore Ravens. So one unit, Tennessee Titans getting the six and a half points against Baltimore. Miami Dolphins, Ross, are laying three and a half points on the road at the Denver Broncos. Total 45. Yeah, and you know, they're, they're having a lot of success right now with some of the things they're doing, special teams, defensive touchdowns. I guess I just don't really feel like that can continue. I was tempted to lay the three and a half with uh, Miami, but I'm not going to do it. I still, if if I had to, that's what I would do. I would lay the three and a half with Miami, but I'm not going to. And the Miami Dolphins, one of the most overrated teams with two. I've got the numbers here. Miami's averaging 30 points per game with Tua. That's great. NFL average, a little under 25. But Miami, in three games, has gotten five fluke touchdowns, three return touchdowns, and two drives from the one-yard line after a block punt and a turnover. So you take those out, and suddenly Miami's only averaging 18 points with Tua. So I don't expect Miami to put up that many points. Denver, two units. The under, two units.
Steve, the Jets and the Chargers. Can't wait for this one. Chargers favored by eight and a half with a total of 47. So I already played the Chargers in a teaser. I know it's dicey whenever you're asking the Chargers to win any game because all they do is lose close games. But all the Jets do is lose. So I'll stick with that teaser with the, that I played earlier. Yeah, you know, uh, the Jets looked pretty good last time out. They had all their full complement of receivers. They have a bye. The Chargers are not very good. I don't feel good about it, but I'm putting one unit on the New York Jets getting the eight and a half points. Ross, the Green Bay Packers laying uh, getting two and a half points. We already talked about this one in your teaser, but for a straight-up bet – uh, against the Colts at the Colts total is 51. Yeah, I certainly think Bry that Packers plus two and a half is the way to go. Don't really understand this line, but I'm going to tease them up to plus eight and a half. Like I said earlier to, to be safe. Yeah. And the key number here in this game is three. I agree with everything Ross says, and I'm going to lean to green Bay, but I want three. The difference between betting plus two and a half and plus three in the NFL is the difference between shooting a bullet, and throwing it. So it's so critical to get that that key number that literally I know a lot of pro bettors that are just watching the screen for a game like this, and as soon as it hits three, they buy like they did in Wall Street when Blue Star Airlines hit 16. <laughs> Steve, the Dallas Cowboys are getting eight and a half points. At the Minnesota Vikings, 47 and a half our total. So I'll put another teaser down here. I've, I've got to go ahead and lay the Vikings down to minus two and a half. And I need a game to play it with. You know what? We keep talking about how we like the Green Bay Packers. So I'll tease that one with the Green Bay Packers at all. Two units, two team teaser. So I feel like the Cowboys, I, I just need to know more about Andy Dalton's status. It sounds like he'll play. And if he plays, I would like the Cowboys getting the eight and a half points in that one. Short week for Minnesota, Cowboys coming off the bye. But I'm, I'm not going to actually make a wager on it now because of the uncertainty, but that would be my lean. I'd lean Cowboys getting the points. Sunday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs, Ross, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Chiefs laying six and a half with a total of 56 and a half. Very, very tempted to take the the Chiefs here and lay the six and a half. They're not happy about how that first game went. It's prime time. It feels like a game where Mahomes shines and the Raiders kind of crumble. So I would lean laying the points with the Chiefs, but six and a half's a little disrespectful to the way the Raiders have been playing. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah, spot on the spot. Loves Kansas City. Andy Reid is great off of a bye. And KC with only one loss all year long against a team that showboated and grandstanded after that victory with their victory lap. Um, I actually think we're going to get minus six because I think Vegas has become respected here in the betting markets. And because it's, you know, here in the gambling Mecca, people are starting to jump on that Raider bandwagon. So my buy price is six on this one. Um, if I have to, I would lay six and a half at post right now, strongly in Kansas City. Final game of the week, Steve, Monday Night Football. The Rams at the Bucks, and the Bucks are laying three and a half points, 47 and a half the total. Yeah, very interesting. You know what? I'm going to go Squaresville here. Um, 
I know the Rams have been playing very well defensively, but um, Tom Brady and company, now that they have AB, have so many weapons. And I certainly think that the Rams are going to be able to put up some points against anybody, um, even though the Bucs do have a good defense. I'm going to go over in a shootout here just for one unit. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I would lean the Rams getting the three and a half there. I won't do it. I think the Bucks have a chance to keep it going. They were embarrassed last time they were in prime time. But I think uh, taking the points at the Rams is the right side to be on for those of you that want to bet that one. That'll do it, by the way, for this week's Even Money podcast. Please spread the word via social media. And remember, I will uh, go ahead. You can get all of our picks, everything we just said in written form, patreon.com slash rtmedia. Sign up to be a tuckhead, patreon.com slash rtmedia. For 10 bucks a month, you can stop writing down all of our bets while you're working out or driving. Patreon.com slash rtmedia. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.